Coffee isn't just a drink, it's who you are. We are Little Green Hive, and we're here to serve that perfect cup of coffee made just for you. We're women-owned and locally sourced. Our mission is to provide the best product for our customers, as well as strengthen our community. From fair trade coffees and teas, to breakfast, lunch, and smoothies, we have everything you need to start your day off right. Come visit us in downtown Roanoke, Grandin Village, and now at the Daleville Town Center, Little Green Hive, because coffee is personal. <laughs> Spit for science. This, for me in particular, is really good proof. A research team at Virginia Tech is unmasking the science <coughs> of just how effective face masks can be in preventing spread of infectious diseases. We just left them, and then I came back in two days. Cloth, paper, or gator? What's the style you choose in the name of safety? And just how effective is it? In this episode of Hometown Stories, WDBJ7's Ashley Bowles takes us to the lab for an experiment in spittle and the battle against the spread of COVID-19. So obviously, um, Ashley, you and I are both in the building at work, and which means we have to wear masks. We do. What masks do you typically wear? I alternate. I have a paper mask on right now. I've got several cloth masks. Um, I haven't worn the gator yet, which is very popular with younger kids, it seems, but I like either the cloth or paper. So what is, what is a gator? So it's really just a piece of fabric that you put over your neck and it covers up your neck and then you can pull it up over your face. So I think the kids like it just because it's an easy way to put it on and off really and keep it on the whole time. So you were curious about which ones are, are most effective, right? Yeah, just since everyone seems to wear a different kind of mask, it's like, okay, does one do something that another one doesn't? Is there a preferred one that we should all be wearing? And we happen to have uh, researchers in our own backyard at Virginia Tech who are doing their own uh, COVID-related research. Um, so what, what exactly was this question that you posed to them? I basically just approached them and I said, hey, can we do a study of sorts to figure out how the bacteria travels and if the masks are really catching the different respiratory droplets that come out of your mouth when you talk, when you cough, anything like that. We didn't test sneezing or anything, but we did test coughing. And it was funny because when the researchers and I were in the same lab, they were like, yeah, we've coughed on so many Petri dishes, but we've never actually tested our own bacteria before. So you went uh, one day and for the actual coughing test, um, what was that like? Got there, we got the Petri dishes out, and I did a few interviews with the researchers before anything was done to just kind of gauge their mindset. What did you think was gonna happen? What were you hoping to see? The hypothesis, if you will, before we actually did the science. I've been working in infectious diseases for 30 years. So you know a lot about what's going on right now, right? Thought I did. That's Dr. Margie Lee. She heads up the Department of Biomedical Sciences and Pathobiology at Virginia Tech. And then the actual experiment really only took about 10 minutes. <coughs> Getting tired of coughing. I had two different researchers that actually did the coughing and then a, a third woman, uh, Miss Tessa Lequier, she labeled everything for us. She's a microbiologist with Virginia Tech. Just excited to see the results of the cloth and homemade masks because I think those are most practical for most people to implement. But they cough first without wearing a mask <coughs> and then tried the different masks. And so we did a face shield without any kind of mask. We did a gator, 
a cloth mask and a paper mask. My first question is, what was the hypothesis? And then just my paranoid brain, how did they uh, cough without a mask? Did they like go into a separate room or something like that? No, we just all took giant steps back. We were in a very big lab, but th the hypothesis was actually varied between uh, the different researchers. Um, Peter Jopes thought that the cloth mask was going to produce the best results, meaning that the least amount of bacteria would be transmitted through his because he said, well, I wear a double shielded cloth mask every day, uh, super protection, this is the right one. Tessa was really interested in the paper mask and uh, Dr. Margie Lee was just interested in all of them. So they went, they coughed, <coughs> and then they stored the Petri dishes. Petri dishes were stored in an incubator that was at the same temperature as a normal human body. So 98.6, 37.9 Celsius. We just left them and then I came back in two days. Why was a two-day window important? A two-day window has just basically been determined and other research has been done as far as testing bacteria as a perfect kind of window to get bacteria growth results without those colonies of bacteria multiplying themselves. We wanted to be able to see where the cough originated from without getting too much bacteria and not being able to tell what was actually droplets that came from our researcher's mouse. So you went back to tech two days later and you were there essentially for like the, the revealing, the unboxing of these Petri dishes. The unboxing, we went back to the lab. We needed to have as much light as possible to be able to see the bacteria. We didn't use a microscope or anything because it was visible from the human eye. You oh, didn't really? need any kind of magnification. So I thought that was pretty cool and it was very clear what the results were. What did the bacteria actually look like on this Petri dish? So bacteria were just different dots really is the best way to describe it. And you could see that they were bacteria because the petri dish is red in color and the dots were just black, different smudges really, different sizes. And every petri dish that was coughed on without any kind of face covering had the bacteria growth. We can see on our two samples that had no mask, we do have some bacteria that are growing. It was the petri dishes with or with face coverings and have anything on them. You can see that the plate is completely clear. It looks just like when we um, originally opened it. Wow. Um, was that surprising for the researchers? I think it was just because we really thought that there would be a difference between the mass. I mean, that was the reason for doing the study in the first place is to see which one is better and which should you be wearing, which should you put on your kids as they head back to school. All of these questions that we're suddenly plagued with right now. Um, so it was definitely interesting for me as a reporter, but also for the researchers to see that it really doesn't make a difference. You just need to wear something over your mouth. Even for normal healthy people, there was a lot of particles that came out of our lungs here and hit the plate. And so I would say this for me in particular is really good proof that the masks are doing what we hope that they'll do. Didn't really answer the original question at the outset, but did, did give an indicator about what a mask can do, right? Definitely. And I interviewed uh, the two researchers, Peter and Margie, separately after, and they both said, the proof's in the science. Wear a mask, and it doesn't really matter which one you wear. You just got to wear something. Special thanks to Ashley Bowles and the team at Virginia Tech, including Dr. Margie Lee, Tessa Lequier, and Peter Jobst. Hometown Stories is a production of WDBJ7 in Roanoke, Virginia. I'm Leanna Scacchetti. Our editor is Ben Raquelmi. We'll see you next time.
Hometown Stories is sponsored by Little Green Hive, because coffee is personal. Locations in downtown Roanoke, Daleville, and Grandin.